Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. Welcome to this week's episode of Kitchen Counter Talks. I'm your host, Alyssa. And I'm Jordan. And this week, we are coming to you with one of our, probably our favorite things in the world, our pets. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're going to talk about tips and tricks for, you know, especially first-time pet owners like we were, um, and just some of the things we love about our animals. So if you've got furry friends, you're definitely going to want to tune in for this episode. Yes. Before we get into all that, Jordan, what's the life update? Um, I was just telling Alyssa before we started that I literally have nothing to share. <laughs> but last night I started watching Selling Sunset, the newest season. Do you watch that yes. show? Yes. I can't believe there was I'm, another season. I'm not going to lie. I finished it the, this week. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think I'm close. Just absolutely binged it. Okay. It's so good. Do you think... The drama with Christine is fake, or do you think she is actually that delusional? I don't know because I think I think it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I think she's partly delusional, where she's like the her world just revolves completely mm-hmm. around her, and so I think in her mind she's like, "No, I'm perfect. I'm doing everything right." Yeah. But I also think she's, like, addicted to stirring the pot. Like, yes. I think she's gen- – like, I genuinely think, like, she's addicted to doing that. So she might not mm-hmm. realize. Um, but then at the same time, she, like, has to do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and I'm, like, confused how each season she has, like, a new friend because – Yeah. As that friend, don't you think it's a little alarming that she has zero other friends? Every other person she's talked about has, like, quote, unquote, done something to her. I feel like that's Mm -hmm. such a red flag, which is why I'm like, maybe some of this is made up. Well, and for all of the girls in the office to have a problem with her, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's major. Yeah. You know, sometimes you've got to, like, actually look in the mirror. Yeah. I think they all, like, I do think they all play a part in it, Um, but I just think she has the biggest problem. Yeah. You know. It makes for great TV, though. It does. That's such a good... Like, once I started watching it, I just could not stop. Yeah. I'll probably end up finishing it today, because I feel like yeah. I got, like, halfway through it yesterday. Sorry. I'm literally moving <laughs> spots right now. For the first part of this episode, I could hear the dryer in the background. Oh. And so, Jordan, you're probably watching me like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, we're on a little tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just walking around the apartment. Um, but I think... I, I, I think because I think they're doing the thing just because I finished it um, where they recorded or they released half of the season mm. and they're going to release the second half because they were like the last episode that I watched or like the end of it mm-hmm. dropped off at a really interesting point. OK, but I was like, I wonder when the next part is coming out. Yeah. You OK. Know? Huh. Now I'm excited. Yeah. It's super good. Anyways, what we, are... We should maybe do an ultimatum recap. Or not the ultimatum. We selling the ultimatum selling, selling Sunsets, sunsets mm-hmm. recap, because that would be super fun. Yes. Because I think that's a big show. Yeah. Um, okay, what's new with you? Um, so my parents were actually in town visiting us in Texas. Very And fun. this was their first time, like, coming to visit, coming to see our new apartment and everything. Um, and they were here for a whole week, and it was so nice it was so fun to see them and just have them around and kind of show them what our life mm-hmm. is like around here now um and so i they showed up last sunday and they stayed here till the following sunday um and i only worked monday tuesday wednesday at work nice. i took thursday and friday off so we just got to spend a lot of time like going around the city, checking places out. And I'm still so new here, so I still don't, you know, know the good places Mm -hmm. yet. So it was actually really fun to go with them and check places out. Um, And probably my favorite thing I did with them is we went down to San Antonio um, for one day, just super last minute, because we saw this, like, safari tour that you could do. And you literally drive your car through – 
it's kind of like a, it seems like a zoo, but like you drive your car and then all these animals come up to the car oh, and you fun. can like feed them out your window. It was crazy. There were giraffes. There were a lot of, um, I think they're like animals, like the ones okay. with the really like big yeah. antlers. Um, there were even like ostriches oh that gosh. would come up and like take food at, that's so out of cool. your <laughs> and it was just so so funny and there were zebras and it was just it was so cool like i've never been that close yeah. to those kinds of animals before um and it was such a long little drive that you could do and you could just stop the car and you know take a look at everything um and it was just so so cool like yeah. i've never experienced anything like that and so that was a ton of fun um and i'd never been down to san antonio before yeah. so it was cool just How to see like okay close this is, is that to austin um the safari that we went on was like an hour oh just that's over, not bad. just over an hour okay. yeah so it's not bad at all um and then i think like downtown san antonio is just like a little bit farther okay south but yeah it's like a perfect day trip yeah oh that's so fun mm-hmm. yeah and then we also just binged <laughs> selling sunsets <laughs> and that was a ton of fun um and then this morning actually i was watching the latest unexpected episode oh my gosh and that was a i i had a, a really one. hard time watching that episode yeah it, it like i finished it and i was like man i am i'm bummed i just feel sad yeah. alex right had now. to walk out of the room when we were watching oh, I'm sure. because it was so yeah. so if you don't watch unexpected there is a guy who is just like so controlling over his girlfriend and mm-hmm. he like basically doesn't even let her see her own family and she's only yeah. what is she like 15 or 16 like i just don't even think she he's, realizes what's happening yeah. he, i know he's 18 because he kept saying i'm 18 yeah an adult. i can I do can whatever make these i decisions. want but she seems really but she's young. a little bit younger yeah she seems really young and i just i feel so sad for her because mm-hmm. you can tell like you can just see that she's sad and you can just yeah. see that like she wants mm-hmm. to be with her parents but she just like won't stand up for herself. Yeah. Or like I feel like she just has to fall in line yeah. with this guy. And I I know like the guy, he's like trying to come across as like, oh, he's gonna be the best dad ever. Mm-hmm. And I, I you know, I'll give him credit. He's staying around. Yeah. He's gonna help her raise this kid. He really cares about this kid. Mm-hmm. But he's just got like this massive ego yeah. that's in the way. And he's just letting that override everything i mean he, he's pretty much telling her you can see your parents twice a year yeah and that's we're it and it's like christmas and your birthday no. and that's good and then her poor yeah. parents are like we're having our first like grandbaby we like want to be yeah. a part of this experience and then it's so sad whenever she says that she misses her parents and he gets so mad and like mean to her and it's like dude you live with your parents yeah so right why? and he's like making the excuse oh but i don't want to i want to move out yeah whatever. and it's like okay but and the worst part about the whole situation is her dad is so sick mm-hmm. like the doctors told him i think he's only got yeah i think he has like years. stage three he said he had stage three something and he yeah and so doesn't sound it's good just, it's just so heartbreaking because mm-hmm. i mean she knows she doesn't have yeah. much time left with her dad and i just it, it's horrible to watch because i i can i just know she's gonna look back at this time and she's gonna regret totally not yeah. standing up and like spending that time with her dad mm-hmm. um it's it's so so yeah this was a really hard episode to watch i usually like the drama but this it was, was just not like good. this isn't it, it even like drama drama because usually like the other couple yeah. they're fighting about like if the girl's bed if their daughter's bed can go in the bedroom with them and it's like right. a petty or like little... the nurseries between the cousins yes yes and yeah. that's the stuff that's like okay that's kind of what i'm here for but this is like this is real this, and this is, is really hard sad. to watch i actually think because um teen mom will do this a lot where they put like a warning or they'll put like a phone number to call oh, if uh-huh. and it'll say like if you are in an abusive relationship like here's a phone number to call and like that is an abusive relationship yeah. and that's why that's it's so 100%. hard to watch. Yeah. And I feel like without putting the warning or without putting like if you or someone is experiencing something right. like this, it makes it seem like it's okay and it's totally yeah. not okay. And I think the hard thing is too, it's I don't think this girl realizes right. 
how abusive her relationship is. Like, she just doesn't. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And so I can see why it's probably so hard to, like, get out of that. Because if you can't see it yourself, like, you can't even get help, you know. But I don't know. I wish the kids' parents would... I mean, I can't say this because, you know, I'm not a parent. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's like to have a kid like that. Mm-hmm. But part of me is like, I wish somebody would step in and like try to talk some yeah. sense into them. And I'm sure that his parents have because I can tell like his dad's really frustrated. But I don't know. It's just so sad. It was just weird because his parents were taking like her side and her parents' side. But then they still let their kid do whatever he wants. And it's like, why yeah, would you say okay. like, hey, no, you can't go to your friend's house. You have to be here with us right now. It was just, it was weird. I know. And it's like the one time that she can actually see her parents. He's like, no, I'm going to make other plans and we're going to hang out yeah. with them for 15 minutes. And then we're going to go hang out with our friends who we've mm-hmm. just saw every single day for the past seven weeks. She hadn't seen her parents in a month. Yeah. You know, she's oh. about to have a kid and this i don't know it's horrible yeah i do recommend the show but sometimes i want to fast forward over their part yeah but otherwise it's a really it's a good show it's a fun one to watch outside of the really difficult pieces like this because a lot of them too a lot of them have like really supportive parents Mm -hmm. and i really like this show because you know obviously none of them were planning to have kids but all of these kids are are you know do like going through the process mm-hmm. they're they're having the kid they're taking care of the kid they're like showing you know one what it's like to actually go through it but yeah. then two uh, it, it is hard yeah but it's possible yeah. you can do it yeah you know and I, I really like that piece of it yeah I totally agree well should we get into some of this pet stuff yes let's do it okay why don't you you want to share a little bit about honey Yes. So, honey, she's actually laying on my lap (laughs) as I record this. Um, She is our nine-month-old golden retriever. We got her back in August, actually right after we got engaged. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was super fun. Um, Honey is about 40 pounds. She's actually really, really small for a golden retriever. Um, And she loves to go outside. She loves to run. She loves to play fetch. She she just loves to play. And she loves toys. And then when she's not playing, she just wants to snuggle. Like, Mm -hmm. she wants to, like, be laying on your lap. She wants to just be right where you are at all times. Um, And then more recently, she's also loved going in the car and driving around. Oh, that's Which is fun for me because it's nice that she's good at it. Yeah, because some dogs are really, really scared of cars. Scared of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Is she done growing? I think she has a couple more months left to grow, but I don't think she's going to get much bigger after this. I think it's between nine. I think I remember reading like for girl goldens between like nine and 12 months is when they stop. But she's been growing really, really slow Mm -hmm. for like the past few months. And so I think I I bet like maximum she'll get to 50 pounds, but I don't think she's going to get much bigger than 40 once she like starts to fill out more. Yeah. Um, okay, then my little man, Murray, um, he's a year old, he turned a year in January, and he's a Kavapoo, so he's like 18-ish pounds, um, I'm trying to think what else about him, he loves, he's like addicted to fetch, um, we have to hide the, his balls because he would just, he could play fetch all day, he doesn't get the hint when people don't want to play fetch anymore, but, I was thinking about this. Okay, Alyssa's parents' dog, Theo, is pro-fetcher, and he will... Obsessed. Yes. Obsessed. But (laughs) Theo is so good about, like, putting the ball, like, basically in your hand. It's like, he makes it so easy. You just have to throw it. Murray, not so much. (laughs) He cannot figure out that you have to, like, give it back to the person, so he'll drop it off, but, like... You know, you're sitting on the couch and you have to walk over, grab the ball. I'm like, Murray, you're making this too difficult. Just give it to me. (laughs) See, Theo, he's so funny because he 
has to play fetch mm-hmm. at all times. Mm-hmm. Like he even like we'll go to the park and we'll play fetch with him and honey. But then like we'll get home, he'll be exhausted. But then he'll want to keep yes. playing fetch. So like we'll sit on the couch, turn on a movie, and he'll bring you the tennis ball and be like, "Okay, keep throwing mm-hmm. it. I, I'm not done. I want to keep playing." After we just played fetch for yes. like an hour at the dog park, that is totally. <laughs> so he's murray. like literally obsessed. It's bad. I'm like, and plus, fetch is such a boring game. I'm like, why do you want to keep doing this? I think Theo kind of thinks it's really funny because I think he kind of thinks that, like, we want to play fetch with him. You know, like, I think he thinks, oh, I'm doing it for you. You want to play and I'm not going to be done because you need to play fetch. And it's like, no, Theo. No one wants to play. We don't need this. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. But no, we don't need this. That's so sweet. It's really sweet. So how was it when, because you guys got Murray mm-hmm. um, before we did. So talk us through how it was getting him. Like what, when you guys first decided, what, I guess, what did you do like leading up to getting him? Yeah. Um, we like, we looked around on a bunch of websites for, we knew we wanted either a Kavapoo or a Cockapoo because I'm allergic to most dog breeds. So poodles have like fur that I'm good with. And we since we live in an apartment, we didn't want like too big of a dog. So just looked online a lot and found one we liked with puppies. I'm like looking at Murray right now. He's like <laughs> staring at me, like, you talking about me? <laughs> um Yeah, I think he was like a month old when we found him. So then we had to like wait four more weeks until we could get him so those four weeks like Mm -hmm. she would send us pictures all the time which was really fun and then we like would go to the pet store a lot and like start getting him all his stuff so yeah yeah was that kind of how it went for you and getting honey Mm -hmm. we were it was really hard for us to find like a reputable yeah in our area um and we we both knew that we wanted a golden retriever um but we just, like, couldn't really find – I don't know. We Like, we just – we saw some, but they just didn't always have the best reviews. And we're like, okay, we want to make sure that, you know, we're, we're going to somebody who, like, takes care of their dogs yeah. and that sort of thing. So it's actually Nick's sister um, who recommended the breeder that we ended up going with um, because they have a golden retriever. And so mm-hmm. they were – it was one that they had found, like, when they were doing their search a few months prior. Um, and so it was really good that we had a recommendation like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing was, we re- I think we reached out to them, like, pretty early for when Nick and I moved in together, so, like, back in June. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, I don't really know, like, when she's going to have puppies next. And um, it's just, like, not guaranteed to go through, like, this cycle of her, yeah. you know. Um, and so uh, it was very, like, up in the air, like, if we were going to get one. Yeah. You know, anytime soon. She's like potentially early fall, but it might not be until like winter time. We're like, oh, that's kind of a bummer, but we're just going to leave it in God's hands. You know, yeah. we found a breeder. We'll just go with our, whenever our puppy is born. Yeah. Um, but then it was like end of June, super early July. She's like, actually, just kidding. She's really pregnant and she's going to have puppies <laughs> very soon. <laughs> and so it kind of just happened extremely fast mm-hmm. after that first conversation with her, because in my mind, I just said, okay, you know, it's not going to happen till Christmas time. I'm just going to put this yeah. month behind me for a little bit until it's actually the right time. But then, you know, plans change. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of did the same thing. We got to see pictures of her. We got mm-hmm. to go visit her prior to us picking her up um, and kind of got to, like, pick which puppy um, that we wanted. And Honey was born on the seventh day of the seventh month, and her litter was of seven Aww, puppies. Seven, seven, seven. And so I'm just like, she is just such a lucky yeah. little puppy <laughs> to be all sevens. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was really fun. And then, yeah, we got to pick her up after we, like, initially met her a few weeks later, mm-hmm. and it just happened to be, like, the weekend after yeah. I got engaged. So it was a really fun yeah. week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what were some of the hardest things for you guys when you first got the puppy? Because I know we had a lot of really hard yeah. things um, <laughs> that we went through when we first got honey. Okay, I like two come to mind, maybe three. Okay, it's kind of hard when you get a puppy. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, 
One thing that was really tough was obviously potty training. And my parents got a puppy when I was in college, like one of the summers that I was home. So I like remember potty training and how it goes with the puppy. Um, But they live in a house with a back door Mm -hmm. that you just open and it's fenced in and the dog can just go back and pee. And so we like would do that for Bella like every half hour. Like She was always going outside. But right. with Murray, we live on the third floor, but there's, like, four staircases to go down to get outside. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. it's a big production to go because you have to, like, get the leash on, get your shoes on, grab your keys so you're not locked out of the apartment and, like, run them down four flights of stairs. So mm-hmm. that was something that was hard. We had quite a few accidents in the staircase. <laughs> <laughs> because the other thing with puppies is they're, like – when they gotta go they gotta gotta go go. like there's no like oh maybe i'll go like try it's like no it's happening right now yeah (laughs) it's like they don't think about it and they don't know to like let you know yes until it's Um, like go time yeah like i'm i'm going yeah so we gotta go (laughs) yeah um we in the apartment that because we were still back in green bay Mm -hmm. at the time of getting honey and we were living on the second floor um and our apartment complex was like no if you're getting a puppy like you need to be on the first floor Mm -hmm. and we're like okay well we told you this yeah going in that we were going to get a puppy soon so why why didn't we do this initially and they're like oh we just didn't really and it was like it was really frustrating at the time um but after we moved down and we had honey for a couple of weeks, I was like, man, I am yeah. so thankful we are on the first floor because the way that our apartment was set up was we had a door um, that just led right outside. Yeah. So we could literally just walk out and have her go immediately. Um, and that was super, super game changing for her because we just then got on a schedule like we're just going to take her out every single yeah. hour, every single 45 minutes for the first couple of weeks because they have to go so much and mm-hmm. i did i get like saying like what we were talking about with the house it's so much different mm-hmm. having a puppy in an apartment it's mm-hmm. so difficult and challenging because if they're barking in a house or crying yeah. in a house it's like okay big deal my neighbors aren't gonna hear but in an apartment you're sharing mm-hmm. a wall with somebody and so it's like oh there could potentially be you know four people the two people next door mm-hmm. and then people upstairs and downstairs yeah. that could hear and you just feel so guilty and i think that just adds on so much more stress but it's just part of having yeah and I think like most people in my building have dogs so Mm -hmm. I think they like get it but I do know like one of our friends had a really hard time because their neighbors were really rude about it they ended up getting them like a caribou gift card being like thanks for putting up with like while we train her but I don't know it's like kind of part of the deal yeah, it just uh, you just kind of have to get because puppies are gonna puppy, puppies are, I mean I, I obviously don't have a baby, but I feel like puppies they are yeah. like babies. I think they're a good test for like having totally are because they're. I mean, honey, for the first couple of weeks she was up and she would just cry. Yeah at night and it was so heartbreaking mm-hmm. because i mean one you're exhausted so your emotions are just kind of all over yeah. the place because you're not sleeping with the puppy they have to go out every three four yeah. hours anyways but then to like get him back to sleep for honey it was really hard she just like didn't want to sleep in her kennel. yeah um and so just like having her cry anytime we'd let her out and then try to put her back was just yeah it was so hard but you, you just have to get through it because it does get yeah speaking of like the house versus apartment thing when at my parents house when we were training bella we would put her like all the way upstairs in my parents closet so and their house is like it's their closet and then outside of that is their bathroom and then their bedroom and then we'd be like all the way downstairs so there were like three doors closed so we couldn't hear her, but like you were saying, in an apartment with Murray, it's like, well, <laughs> there's nowhere here, else to go. <laughs> yeah. We just have to listen no. to you cry. And actually, yeah. Murray wasn't like a super big crier, but he was a barker, and I think that's worse because <laughs> their little puppy barks are cute, but they're so high pitched. Yeah, it hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, gosh, Honey, I think, was the opposite. She was definitely, she was, well, she was like a screecher. Mm-hmm. She would just, like, scream, and it would just break 
my heart and I'm like what's wrong are you is your toe stuck or like why why are you screaming so loud and so gosh yeah it was really really tough but still like staying in the potty training topic um I think like the thing that ended up being such a game changer for us was just getting her in that routine yeah. to like go outside yes. as much as possible yeah. and I think that helped her like understand quicker because then within like a few weeks she would sit by the door and yeah. she'd be like okay I know I need to go outside when I have to go potty so yeah. I'm sitting by the door I really have to go and then it just was a lot easier yeah. from there um, but Honey does this thing still even to this day when she's almost a year old or when she gets super excited mm-hmm. and she like sees somebody or you come in the door and you like reach down to pet her and she just squats and pees yeah. and it's like come on man <laughs> so, I hope she grows out of that but at the same time I'm not I don't really mind that yeah. too much yeah because that's not like so excited like she's totally potty trained it's not like she's having accidents <laughs> yeah. she's just so excited She's just so excited that she can't yeah. hold it. But one of my friends has a golden retriever who's a girl, and I think she still does that too yeah. when she's a few years <laughs> old. <laughs> and so I'm like, she might not grow out of it, but if that's her worst thing, yeah. that's not a big deal. Um, Did you ever use puppy pads with Honey for potty training or just outside right no, away? we did not. Just we didn't really need to yeah. since we were right, had a door right outside. Yeah. We didn't use them either, um, but my brother-in-law and his fiance just got a little puppy, and they're using puppy pads. And actually, like, it seems really smart if you're in an apartment, especially on a higher floor, because mm-hmm. they just, like, mm-hmm. go on the – you just, like, set them on the pad so they learn to, like, go to the bathroom on the pad. And then Perfect. I was like, well, how do you teach them to go outside – and you bring the pad with them and you put that on the grass so that they like are still going on the pad but now they're like seeing it's grass and then you make it smaller and smaller and smaller until oh, eventually there's okay. no pad left and they're just like going yeah. on the grass. Yeah. So I feel like oh, that's, that's a really smart. good alternative a if you like live in an apartment and it's really hard to get the dog outside. Yeah, especially yeah, like I felt bad for Alex working at home when Murray was a puppy because he'd have like meetings and stuff and be like, oh, my gosh, my dog has to go outside right now. But it, if mm-hmm. you have a puppy and pad, nothing, you can really do. yeah, yeah, you can just let him go when it's not a big deal. Yeah, we ended up getting one of those grass pads that you like put on your balcony so that they can go out there <laughs> and it worked well for a little bit. But then it blew away. <laughs> into our neighbor's balcony (laughs) and we didn't want to like i don't know i felt so weird being like hey see that piece soaked grass on your balcony (laughs) that's actually mine can we have that back (laughs) so um i think they threw it away and we just moved on (laughs) yeah that i wonder what they when they first saw it like what the heck how did this get here yeah you know what i mean totally they probably were so freaked out but Okay, and how did kennel training go with Honey? Bad. Very bad. (laughs) (laughs) It was a challenge for probably, honestly, a couple of months. Mm -hmm. It was really hard um, because we would put her in the kennel at night, and then we'd put her in the kennel whenever we left. Um, But as soon as she would go in there, she would just, like, like I was saying, she would just do that screech. And so, like, we'd leave the apartment, and we'd stand outside the door, and we could hear her through the walls of the apartment just screaming in her kennel. And so, for me, I had so much anxiety and stress just trying to leave where I honestly didn't leave her for, like, quite a few weeks. I, Her and I just, like, I just had to be with her because I felt so guilty leaving. Um, And that was really hard because then we, like, couldn't even go to church. We couldn't go get groceries together. It was just, it was really hard. Um, And then same thing at night. We kept hearing, um, well, if you're going to kennel train her, some people would say kennel train her, but, like, right, like, put her kennel right next to the bed so she can see you and she can be around Mm -hmm. you. And then other people say, no, don't do that. If you want, like, if you're going to put her in the kennel when you leave, you have to... uh, kennel train her and like have her kennel somewhere else and you just have to let her cry or cry it out mm-hmm. and uh, to be honest my advice for that is 
if you're kennel training and you're hearing both sides, you have to do whatever is going to be best for you and your dog. And you kind of have to figure out, okay, why is my dog crying in the kennel? Like, what's wrong? Like, for Honey, it was hard because she would be fed. She would have gone out. She, like, I don't, I, there was literally nothing more that we could have done to help her. Um, but I then realized with her is she just didn't like being alone. She just wanted to be near us. And Mm -hmm. so, I think the thing that I needed to understand right away was, okay, to get her comfortable in the kennel, I just need to be around her so she knows initially this is okay. It's okay to be in here by yourself. I'm right here. I'm, you know, not going to leave you here forever. Mm -hmm. Um, And then finally, once we figured that out, you know, she'd sleep right next to me. I, I would right away put her in the kennel at night I'd lay on the ground and until she fell asleep and then I'd go lay in bed where she could still see me um and that helped her eventually and eventually weeks later (laughs) get to the point where I could put her in the kennel and I could go to church with Nick or we could go get groceries and she would be fine and she wouldn't cry and now she's just fine in her kennel and it's no big deal yeah it's hard. It's really it, hard. It, it is really hard. And I like that you brought up like the two sides to it because there is so much like information of like, don't do this, do it this way. Right. And There's it's so really, many opinions. Yeah. And it's really hard to know like what to do, especially if it is your first pet. So mm-hmm. I totally agree with you of just like finding what is best for your dog. Yeah. Um and Murray was the same way. Like, he just wanted us, like, to be close. So we did the same thing where, like, someone would lay on the ground next to his kennel. Yeah. And, like, go through, like, the little um, wire and pet his nose. And, yeah. Like, and just, like, let him know it's, like, it's okay. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, it is really hard. And if it's something you do want your dog to be kennel trained, you have to just stick with it. And you have to, yeah. like be okay listening to them cry you have to be okay with maybe sleeping on the floor for a half hour next to them like Mm -hmm. it's kind of because I do think now like it's totally worth it that he still sleeps in his kennel at night and I just think it's nice because I know exactly where he is the whole night not like going around the house or whatever um so I don't know for us it was like totally worth it but I know people who have gotten dogs and they don't want to kennel train their dog and that's like totally fine too yeah and they might not have a need for it and if you don't that's totally fine yeah but I think like for us it was also nice just for Mm -hmm. honey to have a safe space like if she was overwhelmed or yeah you know something we could just put her in the kennel and she would just know okay yeah take a nap this is my napping spot yeah and that was super super I feel like I'm glad you brought that up I feel like that's a big misconception where people think like people have referred to Murray's kennel as a cage and I'm like it's not mm. a cage like it's his yeah. it's his kennel and that's his safe space safe yeah. space safe space <laughs> yeah. um but dogs are den animals so having right. like a small dark place that's theirs like they do like that and it might not seem like that at first but yeah i remember someone was like i can't believe you put him in a cage i'm like i'm no, not caging they need that. my dog yeah, <laughs> like they need that Honey yeah. was so funny because when she when we first got her, she was teeny teeny tiny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what when, she, when we first brought her home, she actually crawled under the couch, <laughs> and then uh, honestly, for the first few weeks, like the couch is where she would go mm-hmm. to hide and like protect herself. And I, I knew that she wasn't going to be able to do that forever because I knew she was going to grow. Yeah. And so we were like, okay, you you don't like this right now, but you need to know that you're not going to fit under mm-hmm. the couch forever. So you yeah. need to make your kennel. Under, and even to this day, she like tries to stick her head under the couch oh. to feel <laughs> cozy. Under, but so they, sweet. but they do like it. They really need to have mm-hmm. that safe space. And dogs are, I mean, they're they're smart animals. Mm-hmm. Like they pick things up quickly. They kind of understand. But if they have no direction and you yeah. don't train them, they're going to be filled with anxiety. Like really, yeah. Dogs who don't have direction, they just get a free for all. Are really can be become really anxious dogs. Mm-hmm. And so for you to teach them, no, this is your space. Like you mm-hmm. can go here to relax. Like mm-hmm. you can feel safe here. Really helps them out and. Another thing that I didn't really realize until we got honey is dogs have confidence and they mm-hmm. need to have confidence. And when they don't have the confidence is usually when they act out. So you yeah. need to help your dog to make them more confident, you know. That's such good advice. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think the best tricks too for like helping with the kennel training is just making it like such a positive mm-hmm. space for them and so like right. um for murray his breeder gave us a couple toys that smelled like his mom so mm-hmm. we put those toys in his kennel we gave him treats whenever he went in um mm-hmm. i know you guys like gave honey like her meals in there right yeah for a little bit actually feed her because she yeah. loved she loved to eat <laughs> so we'd give her breakfast in the kennel and we'd give her dinner in the kennel and that really helped her yeah this is fun i like it in here right <laughs> and i think sometimes maybe this is where the cage thinking comes in but people are like oh my puppy's acting out i'm putting them in the kennel and now they're associating the kennel with like a bad place right. and somewhere i go when i've been naughty now i don't like it yeah. but when you show it to them as like this is so exciting you're getting treats when you come in here Mm -hmm. um for murray it was like the toy that smelled like his mom was only to go in the kennel like it wasn't a toy he could play with so he'd like snuggle up with it we have like a really cute picture it's like longer than he is and he's like snuggled up yeah yeah i've also heard that when you first get a puppy what are those things called is it called like a snuggle puppy i think i haven't heard of them wrong I don't think it's called this. What is it called? But it's it's really highly recommended. Um, but it's like a little stuffed animal that you can put like a little heating pad in, or oh, and then it has a heartbeat too. And smart. so when you first bring a puppy home, those mm-hmm. stuffed animals are really really good because it reminds them yeah. of their litter. It reminds yeah. them of you know their brothers that's and sisters. So, and I've yeah. heard that that's been life changing for a lot of. I have a friend who also just got a puppy over the summer. Yeah. Um, and she said that that was a game changer for okay. her dog being that's in the really kennel. Because cool. that just helped her fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really cool that it, like, has that as part of the stuffed animal. Because we, and we didn't do this for very long, but we would play, like, a heartbeat soundtrack. Yeah. And put it, like, over his kennel. Because I heard the same thing. But that's really cool that they can, like, snuggle with it and it's warm. Mm-hmm. I, I would totally remind them of their litter. and Right. Yeah, because it just seems like one of them. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Which is really cute. Yeah. Well, I'm just looking at the time. I know we still have things I didn't know about puppies. Should we, like, um, yeah, power go through, through them? Book. Okay. Yeah. Um, something I didn't know, which maybe you're like, that's stupid. How did you not know that? But they chew literally... <laughs> anything and everything in sight and they will chew it to shreds yeah so do not leave any socks any laundry murray chewed off one of my zippers on a jacket once oh, like, it's all gone <laughs> that is so funny yeah. honey likes to just pick things up and run around with them and she's funny because she like she's stopped like destroying things but she'll chew on it just to like mm-hmm. it, it's like I, socks to her like gum to us I don't know yeah. why she just like wants to mouth it. <laughs> um another thing is they need to be socialized mm-hmm. not just like with you they need mm-hmm. to socialize with other animals and other dogs and kind of like what I was saying earlier that really helps build their confidence yeah um because you you probably have a dog because you want to go out with your dog. You want to do things yeah. with your dog. That's why I got Honey. I wanted to take her everywhere. Yeah. But I knew right away, really early on, she needed to experience those things as stressful mm-hmm. as they can be and as, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes frustrating as they can be. You have to go through it to help your dog build that confidence. And yeah. when they're out, it's like, okay, this is another dog. Yeah. This isn't something I should be scared of. We can play. Yeah. And like other dogs will teach them how to play and teach them how to like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's really cool how they teach each other. Yeah. um, I'd say just be careful at dog parks because not all dogs are good. So like if you have like a, like for us, my parents had their dog Theo and Mm -hmm. Annie and I know that they're already very well trained. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted Honey around, especially Theo, as much as possible because they're going to pick up things and I wanted her to pick up good things. Right. You know, it's to have her pick up those things from Theo. That's why we like the dog park, like, at our apartment, because we know all the people who live here, and we Mm -hmm. know the dogs, so that's been really nice. Mm -hmm. Um, Something else I didn't know, and maybe this is, I think it's just a boy dog thing, but Mm -hmm. right before they get neutered, um, they get, like, super aggressive, and... Mm -hmm. I legit thought Murray hated us because he would, like, 
if he was playing with a toy and you stepped too close to him, he'd like growl at you. And he had a really yeah. big problem with like resource guarding. Um, and I was like, we're failures. We did such a bad job <laughs> training this dog and now he's a monster. And um, most of it was he just needed to get neutered. <laughs> so, yep. and then he's like so much better now. He's like the sweetest little boy, but. That's such a big thing yeah. for boy dogs. Like, because when we first got you, he wasn't. And then after a few months we did, and it just mm-hmm. kind of like changed his energy Yeah, too. It just brought them, I mean, Theo was still pretty young. He was still like kind of considered a puppy at the time, and it yeah. just it just brought his energy to a different level where he wasn't insane, but yeah. he was just still like, yeah. So I think for boy dogs, that's really big. For Honey, she wasn't. It didn't change her too much, but I realized that the timing, especially for yeah. golden retriever girls, you have to do it at a certain point to prevent like a certain type of sickness and cancer to develop. Yeah. And then you have to do it before a certain point for a different type of like sickness and yeah. cancer. And so like, I think especially, well, I guess with any type of dog, but like, especially with girl dogs, you need to kind of do your research and figure mm-hmm. out, okay, where is that sweet spot to help yeah. you know the future her health in the future um and so that was the trickiest thing for us prior for her to get spayed is you just we had to do a lot of research to yeah. make sure we were hitting the timing exactly right and so. it's weird because i've heard the same thing for girl dogs of that window but it's like mm-hmm. a different window for every single breed the size. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so. it's so just know yeah. don't just like sign up willing like do your research mm-hmm. figure out when the best time is for your dog and yeah. like for Theo I think Theo was different than for Murray because Theo's a big dog Murray's little mm-hmm. and for Theo we noticed for big dogs for big boy dogs I think mm-hmm. the the longer you waited the better off they would yeah. be but then I think I saw for younger dogs it was different you didn't want to wait yeah as long Murray, for health reasons because um, I think it does affect their growth um, which yeah. is why, especially for bigger dogs, you'd like want to wait longer. Murray, we did it like right at six months because he, yeah. like I said, I mean, something in him like flipped one day and he was like aggressive and not not a kind guy. Yeah. And a lot of it just had to do with like needing to get neutered. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, the next one even though it's we've been talking about a lot of the hard things about getting mm-hmm. dogs and the first time you get one but you also have to remember that once you get through the hard stuff mm-hmm. it's going to be so good you yeah. have to get through the hard stuff yeah. for it to be good and for it to like be a routine um because you know even if you're I'm not going to say like disappointing your dog but like when they act up you need to let them know no yeah. that was bad and then reward them for mm-hmm. the good stuff because you know you're you're all your dog knows you yeah. know for you you have friends you have family but to the dog like you're their everything and mm-hmm. so they love you so much so just know that everything you're doing everything you're going through to get them through the hard stuff is mm-hmm. just going to make them love you that much more yeah um so don't don't forget that and then one thing we haven't touched on but i think is also super important advice is get into a routine with yes the dogs. that's oh, life-changing yes. get them in a routine they, they need routines they need you mm-hmm. know breakfast at this time dinner at this time we go on walks at this time yeah because they live for that routine we should have touched on yeah. that more but no that was <laughs> really good last good. minute advice <laughs> um my last one and this is so cheesy but i didn't grow up with dogs like i said my parents didn't get one until i was in college so I truthfully did not know how much dogs love you and it is like the sweetest thing to see like the love that they have for their owners and I don't know I just yeah it people who have dogs are like obviously they love you so much but like from someone who didn't grow up with that I'm like oh my gosh they are a member of our family and they like love me just as much as I love them which is like right that's really funny yeah because I I'm kind of on the opposite I did grow up with dogs I just always had a dog my whole life Mm -hmm. um but then I had a little you know for that little period of time when it was just Nick and I together I was like man it's so lonely to not have a friend around and especially if you're working from home just to have somebody there you know or when Nick's gone for the weekend just to have like a little friend there to Mm-hmm. you know yeah help you get through the day with is they're great if you don't have a dog get a dog but do your mm-hmm. research first <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Oh, well, thanks so much for listening, everyone. Follow us on Instagram at Kitchen Counter Talks. Um, we're going to be posting pictures of our dogs this week. So Woo-hoo. make sure Probably to give us a follow. Posts we'll have. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Bye. Bye.
Hello, Kitchen Counter Talk listeners.